Welcome to the Proclaim podcast, where we sit down with missionary disciples and talk all things around sharing Jesus with others. So welcome to the Proclaim podcast. This is Eric Chow, director of Proclaim, here again with Julia Hanley. We've had Julia on our podcast episodes in the past with Tim Glemkowski, where we've talked about community and discipleship pathway and and different things. And and we're actually recording at Julia's parish, actually my parish as well, uh, (laughs) in a place we call Holy Grounds, sort of a cafe gathering space for disciples and non-disciples and seekers and anyone really who wants to come and be interested or, or join our parish community so we're uh, we're holding our podcast here now if you hear some background noise some conversations it's really because holy grounds welcomes people on a regular basis whether they are here for a face study here for a coffee waiting for something waiting for a meeting so uh, just want to give you the heads up that you might hear some conversations and some things in the background but really it's 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 because holy grounds is just that it's this gathering space so um, I asked Julia to come on again because I wanted to have her and give her permission to ask various questions about Proclaim that she might have, and perhaps some of you might be having some of these questions as well. So I have no idea what she's going to ask, and so we're going to just get into it, and hopefully I can respond um, well. (laughs) We'll see how it goes, but Julia, the floor is yours. Ask any question that you'd like with regards to Proclaim, and I'm going to do my best to, to give an answer. Okay. So I'd like to play the part of person that works for a parish Okay. that has a lead pastor who's not necessarily on board. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Because I'll just say too, um, I, I like Proclaim, but I can also see from certain sense in my perspective of like, okay, how's this actually going to work? So my first question is, is it this actually necessary and why can't I just use a resource like CCO? or alpha and seek out their training. Like, what is it? Why would I actually kind of call you? And what is it actually um, offering the Archdiocese of Vancouver? Okay. So the first thing I'll mention is Proclaim is a movement that is awakening disciples to proclaim Jesus in their homes and in their communities. And so if you would like to do that, I can help. And uh, when, when it comes to a parish staff who's in, uh, in ministry and active ministry, there's a lot of things that parish staff are asked to contribute to, whether it's administration, sacramental preparation, uh, mopping the floors, like there's so many different things. And so when, when it comes to this particular area of helping disciples evangelize and proclaim Jesus, um, if you can't put together some time to prepare for it not that you can't do it but if you just you know in terms of capacity but if your your timing is limited then call me and I'll put the time in and I'll offer some of the training so when you asked you know why can't we just run alpha and CCO face studies absolutely go and run it and um, you know if, if you can do it well wonderful don't call me uh, if you'd like some help with it, if you'd like to think about how to improve it or find ways to begin to extend and invite more people to be involved, then that's great. Um, call me. The other thing I'll mention is that uh, the Proclaim movement isn't about just running Alpha and CCO studies. Those are the specific tools that we support, primarily because we have a lot of help from Alpha and CCO that, that do it, and it's been wildly su- fruitful here in our diocese. But ultimately, my hope and the movement uh, proclaims 
uh, mission is really to respond to Pope Francis' dream, where he said in Evangelii Gaudi, my dream of a missionary impulse that is capable of transforming everything. It's times, schedules, ways of doing things so that it can all be suitably um, uh, channeled towards evangelization. So if even if you don't, if you're not looking for help with CCO and Alpha, if you're looking for help to transform and create this missionary impulse uh, in your parish, I can help. So you think that that can happen without Alpha and the CCO studies? You, do you think disciples can be awakened without them? Absolutely. Really? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you're giving me this sort of like look, and I, I know because I said, just ask me any questions, and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to try and ask really hard questions. Um, yeah, well, when I think of like a carpenter having to build something beautiful, like, you know, a table or some sort of, um, you know, piece, uh, I, I would say that a professional experienced carpenter could use like very basic tools and do a better job than an amateur carpenter with the best tools. So, you know, Alpha and CCO have been proven to be tools of evangelization that can lead people into uh, relationship with Jesus and into discipleship. And so we can say that they're, they're good tools. They're actually excellent tools, I think, because we've seen the fruitfulness of it. But the aim of Proclaim is the people themselves, to form them so that their love for Jesus and their ability to be witnesses in the world can transform the world. And so whether they've been given a tool like Alpha or a tool like CCO or any tool whatsoever, they would be able to use those tools uh, for the proclamation of the gospel. Okay, so I went to the Upper Room Conference in 2019. Yep. And I was so on fire. I went back to my parish and I said, let's do this thing. I even ran an alpha and we right. had like 100 people come to it. Mm -hmm. But after that, it died off. And, you know, I've been really working hard for two years and I listen to the Proclaim podcast and I read the Proclaim articles, but it just feels like nothing's budging. Like, I feel like I'm constantly swimming upstream mm -hmm. and I feel like I'm the only one in my parish that gets it. My lead pastor, he... You know, he's open to seeing me try things and he wants to see, he also wants to see parish renewal, but it doesn't feel like we're so aligned. So, you know, I kind of feel gypped by Proclaim because I thought that if I did these things, then I would see people come to Jesus. So what else am I supposed to be doing? Am I not doing enough? Mm -hmm. And and how exactly can you help me if I'm the only one in my parish? Yeah. Should okay. I just go to a different parish? <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. I have to remind myself that you're role playing. <laughs> yes. Because I know your pastor and I know your situation. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> and but we've no, never had a hundred <laughs> people come to Alpha. Yeah. Like our max exactly. is 80. <laughs> so, so this is role playing. You've kind of asked those questions, right? Um, first, I will say that you are not alone. And if you're listening to this podcast and you feel alone, reach out, please reach out. Um, some of the things that I get to do and a privilege to do is I introduce uh, people like yourself to other like-minded missionary disciples who might feel alone. We run these, um, we call them mastermind meetings, but um, they're really just sort of peers and individuals, uh, lay leaders, RCA coordinators that are in the life of the parish that sometimes they, they feel like they're a little bit alone 
and they're just trying to um, you know find some advice and get some encouragement to pray together and to uh, seek uh, you know some some new ways that they can approach things so that's the first thing I, I would say that uh, proclaim does have a community that is not only sort of online digital social media like we have the Facebook group and all that um, which I think could get used a little bit better but we also host these these small groups so that there can be um, a sense of encouragement and community for uh, for proclaim the other thing I would say is just I guess um, maybe a reminder or um, maybe a, a redirection to say that evangelization like the success of evangelization for us like successful witnessing is our response to the Holy Spirit and not the outcome of the people that we're reaching out to. And so if you've run an alpha or if you're in a, a situation where you're just coming up with barriers and, and different challenges and it's starting to get deflating and, and discouraging, I would, I would just in, invite you to, uh, to cling and to remain close to our Lord and to pray and seek his guidance and to let the Holy Spirit animate your mind and your heart and your soul so that um, so that you're, you feel like, so that you can be, I guess, I guess rooted in that and knowing that successful witnessing and successful evangelization for us is about responding to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. So those are two things. One is, um, you know, like just be, be encouraged that like, that the outcomes are not up to you. It's up to the Holy Spirit and that we do have small groups where people can get together and start to express some of their challenges that they're facing. So when it comes to um, my parish, mm -hmm. I see, you know, a parish like Our Lady of Assumption. Can I name drop a parish? Sure. Okay. I see a parish like Our Lady of Assumption. They're doing amazing things. Okay. So should I just go there and be a part of them and help them continue to do something amazing? Or should I stay at my parish, wait it out? Like, and mm -hmm. how long... Have you seen these things really bear fruit? Like how 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 much longer should I be in okay. this? Because I okay. So I have two thoughts to that. The first is that like evangelization is as we've talked about in previous podcasts and in Proclaim, it's the mission of the church. It's its deepest identity, which means that for the last two thousand years we've been engaged in this work, and so we're not looking for quick fixes, flash in the pans, like silver bullets. Like this is really a long play this like if if we are disciples of the lord and we are committed committing our lives to jesus and his church then for the rest of our lives we're going to be engaged in this work so i would say that um that in terms of patience and and all that i would say uh like be ready to 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 mm. approach and be committed to evangelization for the long term and that there is always going to be challenges the second thing i would say in in, in, with regards to your question about whether I should move mm. parishes or not. That one, I, I don't have a personal direct answer for you. Yes, it is personal discernment. And I have heard instances of individuals that have, had, that have made both decisions. Like, I'm going to stay at my parish and I'm going to commit wholeheartedly to the mission, even though I, I'm not getting a lot of support from you know people around me, my pastor or whomever. And I've heard others that have said, no, I, I really sense that the Holy Spirit's moving me in a way to a different parish, to a different mission. And all this has to come from the prompting of the Holy Spirit. We, there's no, there's no um, I guess, like 
logical, like if this happens, then you move. But if this happens, you stay. Like, mm -hmm. like uh, we can't kind of just make it that black and white. But mm -hmm. my encouragement here is, again, like we have to be like rooted in relationship with God and in the Holy Spirit. And if we, if we can not only just, I guess, like trust that like the Holy Spirit's with us, but that he can speak to us in our lives for this time with clear directives, then, then, then you can have the confidence to do, to do as you wish because you're not doing it for your own good. You're doing it because you, you love God and you, and you want his will to be done. Okay, so I'm done role-playing, and I want to be Julie now and ask you okay, proclaimed questions. Okay, do it. Okay, the first proclaimed question I have is, what are you doing for the formation of priests, if anything? Or are you entirely focused, is your movement entirely focused on awakening disciples, the laity? Mm -hmm. Well, as you know, Julia, the church is very complicated, mm -hmm. and uh, and there are different channels and different areas and and individuals that are part of the formation of priests, laity, religious, and all these things. And so, the question of what I'm doing in uh, in the formation of priests would kind of speak to a, perhaps an area that's a little bit out of scope for the Proclaim movement, while at the same time, our mission is to awaken disciples to proclaim Jesus. And so priests are disciples they are. and so uh you know our our work primarily is focused on lay like the, the the laity however we do have priests that have reached out to me and have spent some time trying to understand how to implement a tool like alpha or the face studies or or have asked for some advice on you know what could work in in transforming some of the evangelizing culture that um that's at play so in my in my work in proclaim with relation to priests, I would say that there's there's been some elements of consulting, and there's been some elements of training, and there's been some elements of resourcing. So, as an example, there's a, a priest that's uh, that was new to his parish, and he's heard some good things about divine renovation, a ministry that helps parish renewal, and he's heard some good things about Alpha, and he wanted to know how it could possibly be implemented in his parish and in his circumstance. And so I met some, I met with him and we discussed a few things. Ultimately he made, he, he makes the decision. He's the pastor, excuse me. He's the pastor and, and, uh, and he, he took some of the advice that I shared and, you know, made it his own. Right? There have been times where pastors have asked me to join their leadership teams, not members of leadership, but to join like some of their meetings with leadership teams where I can share some insights and experiences of how other parishes have become fruitful in evangelization and to offer some consultation in that, in that regard. So um, I'm not in direct, like I don't have a direct responsibility to the formation of priests. That's not, that would not be where Proclaim is. But if, if there are some pastors that feel like Proclaim has something to offer them and their particular role in the life of the parish as pastor, uh, then, then I'm I'm prepared to help. Second question. Yeah, I'm genuinely curious because your mission's to awake, awaken disciples. So, how many disciples have you seen awakened? I'm just kidding. But like, how really? I would say, what is your test for that? And have you seen so far that Proclaim has been fruitful? It's only has it been three years? It's been th uh, 2019. October 2019 was when the movement started. So this October 2022, as of this recording, uh, will mark three years of the Proclaim movement. So what yeah. have you seen? I mean, three years is not long. Mm -hmm. Not definitely not long enough, I'd say. But. 
do you see people's hearts and minds kind of being changed about the mission of evangelization? Do you see people people coming on board who three years ago, you know, you, you would have never thought would would be doing this? Like, I want I want to hear stories. Sure. About that, if you have time, because yeah. that's so encouraging to me. Okay. I want to avoid the numbers game. So that's one thing that I won't speak about. And partly because when it comes to the work that Proclaim is, is doing, the numbers kind of are discouraging. I'll have to say that. Because mm. uh, we work with a very small a number of people and a number of constituents within the Catholic communities. Um, you know, when we think of the number of Catholics in the Archdiocese of Vancouver, we're, we're looking at about 450,000 Catholics. Uh, of those 450,000 Catholics, uh, our, our recent audits for mass attendance puts us at somewhere between 50 and 60,000. So almost one in 10 uh, Catholics are attending mass on any given Sunday. And then when we look at like the statistics on of those people who are going to mass, how many of them are engaged, intentional disciples who are willing to evangelize, the number gets like dramatically small. And so uh, the work that Proclaim is doing is trying to focus on that small group of intentional disciples to start to awaken and invite others to also see that the life of discipleship includes proclaiming Jesus in their homes and in their communities. So that's that's part of the background behind the numbers piece. So, But I do want to share a few stories that I think could be uh, encouraging. Um, we use that, as I mentioned before, we use the tool Alpha to help disciples and um, one of the individuals that I got to work with decided that he, among, uh, along with a couple of friends, wanted to start Alpha, not in a parish setting, but just Alpha with friends. And so they began an Alpha with friends um, series where they also asked Proclaim members if they wanted to host some of their, their friends. And so a few of the Proclaim members also you know, came along and said, yeah, we'll bring a few friends. And they did this like in the middle of the pandemic at the heart, like sort of you know, right when online was the only thing we can do. And so this was an online alpha. And uh, through this process, they had, I think, something like 30 or 40 people respond. And, uh, and one of the individuals mentioned that you know, he began to invite people from his, you know, his sports clubs and you know, some different colleagues and all that. And, and there was someone who had said uh, and responded to him and said, you know, I've watched how you've lived your life. And I've often wondered, you know, what was it that, um, you know, that caused you to live differently? You've had some joy and, you know, some, some peace about you. And, um, and I was just hoping that one day you would ask me and, mm -hmm. uh, and invite me to something of that, that you know, because I understood that faith was important to you. So, you know, that was kind of an example of, uh, I guess, someone who had been prompted to make an invitation, made the invitation, and then, you know, someone responded positively and began their journey of faith. One of the parishes that we got to work with at the beginning of Proclaim started in Alpha for the first time and activated so many of their people in this area of evangelization um, that uh, began to extend their evangelizing work into the school that was tied to the parish, with parents and with friends. And again, I think had we not started proclaiming kind of, you know, pushed this emphasis um, to begin to evangelize, some of these individuals may not have begun to engage in this work of invitation, reaching out and starting to, um, you know, to, uh, to bring people to an opportunity to, um, to faith. So, um, yeah, I mean, one of the other, pro I guess, programs or, I guess, uh, offerings that I've been able to, um, to extend is a, a training called uh, an Intentional Accompaniment Masterclass. And, and in it, some of the individuals, they, ex they expressed how, um, how 
I guess, how they really wanted to get some practical skills when it came to accompaniment and evangelization. So we did a, a masterclass session on invitation and on, um, on having conversations. And part of the homework was to go out and to make an invitation to have a spiritual conversation. And I heard back from a few of them. They emailed me back and said, you know, um, just by the fact that we had this workshop, you know, had me write down a few names that the Holy Spirit inspired in, in my life. And, uh, and if I hadn't, if you didn't make it as homework, I might not have done the actual thing. Mm. And so, but they said, but I asked my friend, we went for a coffee and I began to start the conversation. And, and part of that training was, um, was to have, you know, how to have a, a meaningful conversation and, and a specific, to, uh, I guess, skill that we offer is to manage the transitions, right? Like sometimes you can just kind of talk and talk and talk and talk while at the back of your mind, you're like, oh man, I really want to ask that question that might open up a conversation of faith, but I don't know how to do it. And so we talk about how to manage that transition and to move into it. And so this person mentioned it and said, you know, open up the conversation. And she said it was, it was so natural that they moved from, you know, kind of random conversation to spiritual conversations. And it was so much like, there was so much fruit that came out of that. So, um, I don't know, I, maybe another example that I can share would be, uh, with regards to these masterminds, these peer groups that I've been putting together. And these, um, these peer groups have, uh, offered individuals to share some of their real life challenges in evangelization. And one of the challenges that someone brought up was, you know, in their area of, of ministry and leadership, they didn't know how they could lead their, their people into a deep encounter with Jesus. And so the mastermind group started to offer some advice. And one of the advices was, you know, maybe arrange a, like an evening of adoration. And in that adoration, you can offer some way of invitation uh, whether it's a, a commitment or some moving towards Jesus. And so the individual, you know, uh, who had brought up that challenge was like, man, I was so overthinking it. Like mm -hmm. that totally makes sense. Just bring people to Jesus. Mm -hmm. So I think um, when we in Proclaim, when we offer these moments of awareness, it's, it's not like we're, you know, we're creating new things. We're just kind of creating opportunities for what we already knew to be true in evangelization and mm -hmm. also some maybe practical tips around natural conversations and natural uh, relationships that are occurring in the life of, um, of people. And I'd say in my own life, just uh, experience of Proclaim and working with Proclaim and what I do here at St. Patrick's, the networking has been like, I, I mean, just the most I'd say beneficial like the people I've met the opportunities I've had the collaborations with others the creativity the new ideas like the networking as being a member of Proclaim is hugely valuable um, especially in my work and then in my own personal life just spiritual life just having one another you know um, my last question is so this is new Proclaim is only kind of a baby as terms of in terms of Catholic ministries I want to know kind of where do you see this going do you see it being something that it like ends and how does the archdiocese see proclaim in terms of, you know, I get the Tuesday updates. There's so much stuff happening. There's so like, it just feels like constant events programs, mm -hmm. which is not a bad thing at all. Cause we all have different things, but I'm yeah. wondering where does proclaim fit in? Yeah. 
Well, I would say that uh, one mindset that I have in building Proclaim would be that I would be working myself out of a job. And not, not to say that Proclaim becomes irrelevant, and so now I have to find some, something else to do, but that Proclaim would be so ingrained in the life of the church that Proclaim would no longer be needed. That the, the, the values and the, the mission of Proclaim is already being lived out. So I would say that that's kind of like the long-term goal, and I would say that you know that's probably not going to be even seen in my own lifetime, but... It's my dream, and, and I think it's the dream of, um, of the church, you know, with Pope Francis speaking about this missionary impulse and, you know, the archbishop that, uh, that really, like, launched this movement. So I would say that. Um, the other thing that, that I would love to be able to see more of is lay leaders who are willing to, um, to respond to the needs of their people and the needs of the world that is constantly changing. And I think that's why accompaniment and uh, the way in which we accompany others, not just, you know, in terms of relational journeys, but in faith journeys is going to be so important as we move forward in Proclaim. A lot of people talk about, um, you know, uh, I guess the idea that we're not part of Proclaim because we don't run Alpha or CCO. And if you don't run Alpha and CCO, but you're living the values of Proclaim, that you're living out of a spirit-led boldness, that you're, you know, you're developing a culture of invitation, that you're, you, know, you want to build relational trust, you want to proclaim the gospel clearly and simply, then you're living out the values of Proclaim. And I think that's something that I would love to be able to extend further and, um, and to grow out. Um, but again, you know, things start small. And uh, in the life of the church, a lot of things are very slow. So uh, there's probably like an internal drive for me to kind of be always impatient with what's occurring while at the same time knowing that um, the Holy Spirit is moving and I follow his pace. I don't try to outpace, um, although sometimes I do, mm. um, but that I have to follow his pace it's, and it's not the other way around. Okay, I think those are all my questions. Oh, cool. Okay. I don't think I have any more. Yeah. Other than personal questions like, mm how because <laughs> yeah. yeah if you know eric chow his pace is insane like your your ability and capacity is like unparalleled but that's not so much proclaim as it is you <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah i think maybe one thing that i'll mention as well like in terms of next kind of versions of proclaim or like next sort of areas of service I'm, I'm being more and more convicted that like the how and the skills has to be yeah. just like so front and center when it comes to helping missionary disciples. Um, I'll leave it at that, but we have to, as much as we've already been doing the skills and the how we have to like, okay, double down on, on that. Yeah, yeah. For proclaim to become like almost a leader's train, like as well as leader's yeah. training would be amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. We'll get there. Cool. Yeah, we'll get there. The more, I guess, the more p the people buy into and get involved with Proclaim, the more that we can do. And so. donate. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Everyone Good. listening right now, I just feel the Lord is calling you to donate $500. <laughs> I feel like the Holy Spirit uh, saying that. Yeah. <laughs> not to me, but to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The following message is not sponsored by Proclaim. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Well, Julia, thanks so much for um, for taking the time to ask these random questions. They weren't, I guess, random. I mean, I didn't know what you were going to say, but uh, but they are actually common questions that people ask. So I appreciate the fact that I can uh, that I can share with them, uh, share with our proclaimed community some of the th thoughts. 
Um, if you're listening and you'd like to hear more, you can find a lot at weareproclaimed.com. Of course, this podcast is a regular podcast for us. You can listen to all of our episodes. Uh, hopefully there's something in there that can be of use to you. And again, I really want to be with people and with leaders and those who want to uh, evangelize and to become a missionary impulse in their communities. And so uh, feel free to reach out to me. My email is eric at weareproclaimed.com. And um, yeah, maybe we'll just wrap it up there. Okay. Good. Thanks, Julia. Thank you, Eric.